0: Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman joining you on a Sunday afternoon. Glad to be with you at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service men and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churnin' and Spoon Ice Cream. It's a brisk. It's it's still winter, but it's a brisk winter day. Today would be a great day to be at Strange Brew and pick up a nice warm beverage to warm those bones. It's it's cold, but not cold. Does that make sense? You could pretend it's either direction today. Like it's
1: cold, and if you want to warm up with, you know, a brew. Yeah. It's a good idea, right? But if you want to be like, Hey, it's sunny and it's not too cold, I think I'm going to go for some ice cream today. You could go to the other side of the ah. equation, you could go either direction. All options are available to you. Granted, you're probably going to listen to this, and it's going to be Monday, and
0: I don't know what the weather is as you I listen. It's supposed to be so, like this a couple of days, and then we'll get some rain next during the week. But bottom line is, no matter what the weather is,
1: stranger mm-hmm. coffee house or turn into an ice cream, you cannot go wrong.
0: You're right about that. College Corner, it's still time for you to pick up some new College Corner gear. You need to do that immediately. You don't want to be that guy. And there's a lot of that, guys. As somebody who goes to a lot of MSU sporting events, I see y'all. We
1: see that crap you're
0: wearing. We see y'all, and you're you're, you're still wearing a Nike MSU polo with the (laughs) MSJ logo that's faded down to the point where it's basically pink. We see you with your maroon is all that matters t-shirts. I hate to put you down. We gotta, get, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break you down to build you back up, and I'm gonna do it with College Corner. Two locations to serve you in Jackson, or you can just shop online at CollegeCorner.com, CollegeCornerStore.com. Guys, it's time to get some new gear if you haven't already. You know full well that all summer long they were giving away the store. Hopefully you've taken advantage of that. You may, hey, if Christmas came and you still got a little left in that gift card, now's the time to use it before baseball season gets here. Expect some announcements on baseball schedules very, very soon. Hope to see you in Duty Noble, and hope to see you wearing some new gear from College. Corner Advantage Business Systems wants to help your business today. They want to help your business make it as profitable as it can be. They need a phone call from you to get that ball rolling. Call them today and find out how they can put their experience, nearly five decades of it, in this state, helping people just like you to work for you. Call them today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do Business, Joel. But it was a lot harder than it needed to be at the hump on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> they stayed up nine under a minute. They went by three. And I, I think it was double digits with fifty-eight seconds left. I think it was. I think it was just nine. I'm pretty sure. According to the play-by-play. Well, I mean, if you know that you know. I don't know. I checked. Okay. To so write. Maybe you should just lead us. Here, I'm not Joel. the best
1: in the biz for nothing, Brian. You are right about Watch that? Watch you be right. Everybody's like, yeah, oh, you were wrong, though. Anyway. Anyway. It should not have been as close as it was.
0: Yeah. Florida got off a potential game-tying shot as the buzzer went, but MSU holds on to a 72-69 win. A win that they they needed, and a win that I think they deserved, for quite frankly. And they got it from the front court, which was absolutely dominant. Uh, State a plus 21 in rebounding margin. Uh Tolu Smith, a career day for him, 27 points, 14 rebounds. Basically, he got what he wanted. Florida had no answer for him down low. And even Abdul do, 11 points, 9 boards and 3 blocks, had a huge day for. Had a couple of big putbacks for MSU. On a day where DJ Stewart and Iverson Molinar weren't as effective as you might like them to be, it was the front court and the big guys that that stole the show and got the game for Mississippi State. It was, man, and I tell you when if states like that,
1: they're tough to beat. And I, I, I've said it a few times, and I don't know that everyone agrees with me, but, I mean, I think it's a good basketball team. Now, they have they given a couple away? Yeah. They also stole one. You know, I, I was talking to somebody earlier today, and they were like, you know, State should be 6-0 in SEC play. And I'm like, well, they could be 6-0 in SEC play. I'm not willing to say they should be 6-0 in right. SEC play, because if you're going to say, well, they should have held on against Kentucky, or they should have held on against A&M. Well, on the flip side of that, you should say, well, they shouldn't have came back against Missouri. Right. So, they should be 5-1 at best, probably, in SEC play. But, either way, th- this team is is still, in my opinion, exceeding the expectations I had for it entering the year. And, with what I've seen out of Molyneux and Stewart and Smith and Abdullah remains one of the premier defensive players in the league, um... I mean, Jalen Johnson, I didn't even mention him, and he could get double digits any night. Uh, They can beat most anyone. And I don't know where the season ends up. Maybe it's in the NIT. Maybe they get really hot and and, and sneak in the NCAA tournament. But, man, if they stay healthy, they're going to be competitive every single night against anybody, I think. I mean, they'll have some tests. I mean, Alabama's going to be a test, you best believe. Um, But they're good.
0: That Alabama game is going to be such an interesting one when we get to it because talk about two different styles of play. State wants to grind you out, play the short game, play the mid-range game, and Alabama's just bombing threes uh, from all across the court. In case you didn't notice on on uh, Saturday, they beat Arkansas by thirty-one points. Uh, just just abs- Alabama's playing really good basketball. Nate Oates has got a, a good squad there. I wonder how much of that though is. It's getting a little off track here, but I mean Avery Johnson recruited really well at Alabama. You know, can Nate Oaks keep that uh, that momentum going? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, but looking at Mississippi State and this win, I mean, once again, uh, you know, the mental toughness of this team is obviously very good because they, they 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 shake off losses. They do. You know, the teams they played. I mean, Clemson. I know Clemson lost yesterday, but they they're ranked nationally. Uh, Liberty. You know, they're probably going to be a tournament team. Dayton, pretty good team. Kentucky. Kentucky's starting to run out of time. I know Kentucky's talented. Yeah. But, but they're 4-8, and, eight. and they, they lose to Auburn And evidently a very – I didn't watch it, but a, I was told a very ugly basketball game. A game that was like – I think they, they, at the 8-minute the timeout, they were – or sorry, I, I guess that would be the 12-minute timeout, eight minutes into the game, it was 2 nothing. Yeah, that's something bad. Something like But that.
1: In, in its defense, as I told you sitting there watching that game yesterday, college basketball is just
0: ugly. It's not a great product right now. It just isn't um, for whatever reason. But that said, I thought State played better as the game went along. Obviously, you know, they found something. Florida's defensive strategy early on was bad. Uh, State was breaking their press pretty easily, uh, and they were constantly overplaying Tolu Smith. State would try the entry pass into Tolu, and rather than just play off them and, and, you know, try to let him, you know, try to defend, they would go for the steal, and it would just leave him with some wide open looks. Now, Florida gave them some credit. They did adjust their press. Uh, later in the game, and State had a lot of trouble with it, especially in those final moments. Uh, but by and large, I thought State did a much better job uh, with their offensive sets than they did against Texas A and M. Uh, I
1: mean, and that's credit to, was credit to the guys, but it's credit to Ben Howland too. You know, I mean, we're open a lot of times to criticism of coaching and everything else. Well, I mean, it seemed like they learned something uh, with what went down against A and M, and. Not that it was a perfect execution night or afternoon against Florida, but it certainly seemed like, given the frustrations they had seen against the press three days before, it seemed like they'd figured some things out. So kudos to all involved in that process.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so that's a big win for Mississippi State. And now, you know, here we are again. Let's start pushing it back up the hill. This is the the, the biggest point now, though. They have to beat Ole Miss on Tuesday. If you've watched Ole Miss this year – they are not a good basketball team. Uh, they struggle to score, uh, so state should have some advantages there. Um, state, you know, should is the better basketball team. The game is being played in Starkville. I know there's not a huge home crowd advantage, but there is some. This is this is a must-win game for Ben Hallett. If you lose this game, there's really no coming back for this season in terms of are people going to buy into you? Would you agree?
1: I agree. I agree. Yeah, it, it would just be a a mentally crushing defeat. Uh, it, it, I mean, barring you losing this game and then like <laughs> when you can't say went out, but I mean, it would just be really tough to, to build any sort of momentum back because everybody that keeps buying in and hopping off and then hopping back on the bandwagon and hopping off, hopping back on the bandwagon, you lose this one and, and they're just off and, and looking forward to February, whatever, at Duty Noble. I mean, they're yeah. not <laughs> yeah.
0: basketballs. Just checking out. Yeah, I agree with that. Let's talk a little bit more about Tolu Smith. I mean, it, we talked about him to be at the beginning of the season, saying you know he needs. To, he, we we don't know if he can replace Reggie Perry's numbers, but can he replace Robert Woodard's numbers? He has certainly done that. And now, I mean, uh, did Perry have a twenty-seven and fourteen game last year? Maybe. I mean, he probably had a couple of big games, but I mean, is it? Is Tolu Smith capable of this kind of production? Not night in, night out is too much to ask, all right? He's not Kevin Durant, but can he be a guy that's? I mean, he's been a pretty consistent double-double guy. Can he can he maintain that? Because I think that's going to be the key for Mississippi State. I mean, you'd
1: have to think, yeah. I mean, even yesterday, Ben Allen said after the game, as good as he was, there were a lot of missed opportunities, well,
0: especially at the free throw line.
1: Yeah, we haven't talked about that yet. from from that, and uh, I mean, he was just talking about how some of the other guys on the team didn't get them get him the ball when they should have. Um, I feel like as this team grows and learns a little more about each other, and um, getting him the ball inside, and inside, I, yeah, I, I feel like he can continue to be this force. Like you said, I mean, he's already a—I'd have to have the stat sheet in front of me—but he's scored in double figures, and I mean, ninety percent of the game states played this year, I, he's he's doing that most nights. He's up around you know double figures and rebounding m- most nights. He's already kind of there. I, I don't think it's a stretch at all to to say he, he's going to be on that productive level for as long as he's at Mississippi State. I mean, he, he is really, really good. Much better, I think, than... I, I think we expected him to be productive. I don't think we expected this. I didn't. Right.
0: No, I agree. I agree. He, he's definitely exceeded my expectations this year. We do need to talk about the free throw situation because, man, that's where the game... I mean. If it stated lost, it was because of what happened on the free throw line. Uh the twelve of twenty, is that correct? That's is that right? It would I, I can't remember and I don't have the stat sheet in front of
1: me. So one thing to remember with some of this this free throw shooting ineptitude is a lot of it is coming from a couple of like two places. Tolu's not great at the free throw line and Cameron Matthews is and for as good as he is at other stuff, this is not me wrecking the kid. He's a great piece of this team. Right. But at the free throw line, you're better. Yeah. And that's no lie. Like, literally, I think if I put you out there and let you take well, the shots he's taking, you would make at least as many as he's be, Yeah,
0: let's be – I don't know. State was 13 of 24 from the line. Florida was 14 of 16. Uh, you mentioned Cameron Matthews. I think on the season now, he is 2 for 17 from the free throw line. So, I mean – that's a problem late in games. You, you can't have him on the
1: floor. I would bet every bit of my savings account that if I walked to the free throw line and took seventeen shots,
0: I'm making at least three.
1: I would make that bet right now. All right.
0: Well, we may have to. We may have to put a video package together. I don't want to. I'm not going <laughs> cost you any money. I just want to <laughs> see what happens. But I mean, the problem is, let's say you got a close game, right? You'd like to have Cam Matthews out there defensively, but you can't because he gets the ball. He's going to the line. He's not going to get you any points. So, I mean, unless you're going to be really judicious with your, your substitutions, but if, if you get the ball in transition, he's going to the line, and he's going, that's going to end up costing you a game. That's a real problem for Mississippi State. Tolu Smith, for as great as his game was, was 5-10 of at the line. Yeah, he's not great there. I mean, if he hits three more, he's got 30 points. You know? Uh, so State, yeah, just not, not a good day on the, on the line. One thing to say about State, they've been winning these games. I mean, basically they played seven guys yesterday. Uh, Quentin Post got four minutes, but that was about it. And Cam Matthews only got 15. Um, you know, Javion Davis still out. He should be back, I, I would imagine, this week. Uh you know, I mean, I think he was back working out and stuff towards the end of the week, but he yeah. just wasn't ready yet. Right. So. Right. I mean, well, I mean, you know, he was obviously it's it's obvious why he was out. Yes. And that he may need a little recovery time from that for sure. But this was a good win for the Bulldogs. They definitely needed it. They definitely needed to find a way to, to get this win against a a, a pretty good Florida team. Yeah. Uh, not a great Florida team, Man, you know, They're six and four. Yeah. And it bears mentioning too Abdullah do. He did everything that
1: he did yesterday. and I th- that He was really sick, apparently, sick, Friday. but not with COVID. Now, yeah, he took every test known to man, yeah. according to Ben Allen, and State did everything the right way, checking yeah. on what – He just
0: had a sinus infection and, or yeah, and, and cold and it, or something. Yeah, and
1: apparently was doing a little bit better Saturday and yeah. ran him out there, and he didn't well, he, he
0: did. didn't show any ill effects whatsoever. I mean, I to going to tell you, and I say this all the time, whenever Adu, abdul Adu has a good game, I say this. I'm going to say it again. But if I can get 11 points and 9 rebounds out of abdul Adu every time out, State's going to win almost every game they play. I agree. I Three agree. block shots. He was 5-5 five of five from the field. State had and, f- four guys in double figures, and Howland
1: noted after the game that when they get four guys in double figures, I think they're 7-1 this year. So,
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it, be it Johnson or Adoo or anybody else, whoever that person's going to be. One thing I found you know, watching uh, Florida was Castleton, who's you know, their top guy. Good player, and he's and, and got some moves and all that, but he was consistently trying to outmuscle muscle Adoo. And Smith down in the post, and they were just having none of that. When, when he, you know, used his speed, used moves, he was able to get around them for some buckets. But when he just tried to, to body up with them, I mean, that was like not going to happen. Yeah. And, so, and that's something state. That's an advantage state has. State has two guys who can, you know, control the middle defensively, and that allows you know that allows your guards to play a little bit. You know, it's sort of like having a great secondary. You, you can go after the passer a little bit more. Sort of the same thing here. And then you've got Cam Matthews who. The comment, I think I said this to you during the game, I said, if, if this was a video game, Cam Matthews would have 99 awareness. Yeah. Now, his free throw shooting would be a 31. But and that might be generous. I might be generous. But he, he just constantly has his hands in the right place. There was a play yesterday uh, where ball going out of bounds, he just, he's, he goes after the ball and just throws it back behind him. He knew the guy was back there. Hit him. And yeah. hit him. And the statement state is able to keep possession. And... He just consistently is making plays like this over and over again, and it's it's if he can just figure out how to shoot.
1: And, he, and he's a freshman, man. The, the the basketball IQ on this team is high. I feel like all around. Um, Abdul was talking about that in post game with Jalen Johnson, who on the the final shot of the game, the three pointer mm-hmm. that Florida took to try and tie it, send it to overtime. He was talking about how Jalen Johnson's being a veteran, his basketball IQ is so high and, and he knew not to leave his feet and just put his hands in the air and not foul or come anywhere close to fouling on that play. Um, and, and he was just he he was just bragging on Jalen, but whether it's Jalen or whether it's the freshman Cam Matthews or you, you look around at this team and you have a bunch of guys that just play smart basketball. Again, they play smart basketball, they play well together. I feel like they play as a team as well as any team that Ben Howland has had since he's been in Starfall, I don't know that overall they're the most talented group he's had since he's been in Starful. but as a team, I, I, they just they have a lot of those intangible qualities that some of Howland's team, since he's been here, hasn't had. Yeah, you know, all, all that warm and fuzzy stuff, teammates and playing well together and, you know, seem like they have good attitude, all the stuff that you can't really, you, you mentioned earlier on a video game, I mean, all the stuff that wouldn't have a rating on a video right. game. They kind of have those qualities, and I think that's one of the
0: major reasons they're as good as they are. Is it weird to watch a team that really doesn't have a star? Because I don't think this team has a star. Molinar, Stewart, Smith, they're good. But they're they're successful without having a real star. I mean, it's because, I mean, is it weird? A
1: little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I guess I compare it a little bit. I compare everything to baseball, to like the Tampa Bay Rays this past year and, and many years, or or the Oakland A's. You know, they're they're always in the playoffs. They're so good, and there's like not one dude, but just <laughs> they've moneyballed it a little bit and got all the all the things that lead to wins. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of what this team has for Mississippi State. There's not one dude that just lights it up every single night. Right, but they have all the qualities that when you add them all together with everybody, they equal competitive yeah. basketball, night in, night out.
0: I agree with you. All right, let's move on over to – we're going to talk a little recruiting. No commitments, but we'll talk a little recruiting here, and that's brought to you by our good friends. Over at Welcome Home Beef, the, the stuff just keeps happening over there. You've got to go by and check it out. If you haven't already, well, you're just missing out. You could have been eating a lot better. I'll just put it that way. You know, they've got the great stuff. If you're going to be up here this fall, I, I expect to see Welcome Home Beef on a lot of grills out in the Eddity Noble uh, if the lounge is open, up and running for business. Because, you know, why not? Why would you not do that? Why would you not want to have steaks, burgers, tri-tip, brisket, all that good stuff? Find what you
1: like so that come September when it's 62,000 strong in Davis Way, yeah. you'll know what to cook
0: on the table. My television. man Joel is I on mean, top it's... of his business over there. So give them a call today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Put something together, put together a package, and get yourself some top-quality Cuts delivered to your house. Call them today. Ship with them today, and whatever you cook with them, I promise you one thing: it just tastes good. All right. So no commitments, like I said. But you know, one of the things about the early signing period is there are there are always some options there late. Right? There are always a couple guys who don't commit, and those guys, the the best of the the best of what's left, you could say, they're going to pile up offers. And that seems to be where Mississippi State is with running back Katravian Hargrove out of Ruston, Louisiana. This kid, according to 24-7, we'll look at the composite here. Four-star player, number 14 running back in the country. And was committed to Louisiana Tech, his hometown school, uh, back in July. Gets a uh, This is an interesting evaluation. You, you follow the NFL? A Tony Pollard comparison. Tony Pollard was a great player in he college. He sure was. And a pretty good pro so far. He decides not to sign uh, in December. All of a sudden, he's picked up offers from Penn State, South Carolina, and obviously for our purposes, Mississippi State. And the Mississippi State offer was evidently one he was waiting on because if you look at his 24-7 profile page, not only are the MSU guys locking in their crystal balls, but some of the national guys uh, as well. And so it seems that on January 27th, in which he's announced that he's going to make his commitment, Mississippi State's going to pick up a four-star running back Basically, out of nowhere. Um, First question, I guess, would be: Is what does that mean for Simeon Price? Does that mean he can he's going to go back to receiver? I can't. Do you really want to have four freshman running backs? Maybe it it just gives you options. I guess. I
1: mean, I mean, you got fifteen quarterbacks. Why not have four running backs? You know, (laughs) you got all kind of options back there in the in the backfield. I guess, and nothing else. But it's such a weird situation. I don't know what it means this is going to sound like a dig at Louisiana Tech, and I don't mean it that way, but when you have a four-star guy sitting there that is now getting some of the offers he's getting, like why weren't some of these why weren't other teams on him sooner? This is,
0: that's one of those questions that I never know the answer to, right? Like this was the number nine running back in the country just on 24/ 7s rankings. It feels like that's a guy who should have been committed months ago to a power program. I mean, he's in Louisiana, right? Yeah. You know, you look at the the top 20, the top running backs in the country, right? He's ninth. Uh, Let's go go six through ten here. Six through ten are all signed with Georgia, Louisville, North Carolina, and Baylor. Eleven's with Clemson. So, you know, what are we missing? It feels like you're missing something. Is it a grades issue? I don't think that it is. I see why LSU didn't sign him. They got a signing from the, the, the number five running back in the country. But fine, you know, whatever. It's just an odd situation, but it looks like the situation is going to pay off to Mississippi State's benefit. And I saw an interesting uh, post on 24-7. If State had just held on to Daniels, Strong, and uh, Neighbors, this would be like a, the 17th, 18th class in the country. But instead, it's, it's probably, I mean, those guys, Ty Cooper, trending Mississippi State. I still hold to my, my theory with Ty Cooper that it's going to be a if somebody comes in late, he's going to go with that. But right now, that hasn't happened. You have C.J. Johnson. Looks like he's headed to Mississippi State, and then they'll probably find one more transfer. You know, they, they need they definitely need to they need to look at a defensive back. I don't think Johnson's just a slam dunk by any not a slam dunk. dunk. He's obviously a, if you read his decommitment notice. Oh, it was something to behold. I want poetry. I wanted to hire him to write. I don't know if he's a five-star player, but that's a five-star decommitment notice. Yeah. He's a better writer than either one of us. Yeah. (laughs) Right now. Uh, That's a kid. Matriculate. Used the, the word matriculate. And he used it correctly. Yes, he did. Exactly right. That's a kid that, and I've never met him, don't know anything about him. Other than, you know, he's a high school football player that some teams want. But I will be shocked if that kid's not a success in life at something maybe not football i don't know but you you can't convince me that that kid won't be a doctor lawyer you know good american person so well he above maybe anybody else in this
1: recruiting cycle that mm-hmm. i've kept up with at all mm-hmm. has seemed to prioritize the academic
0: end yeah i mean, I mean he's looking at northwestern, northwestern for sake. i mean he was committed to the naval academy yeah. i mean it's obvious you know he he's going to take care of his academics um so there you go. Yeah, and I mean Northwestern that's as good a school as there is in the country, um, but it looks like right now trending Mississippi State. And then he's like, "You got one more spot." I don't know. I don't know if you are you going to go try to get an offensive lineman, or are you going to go try to get a, a defensive back? It feels like it has to be a defensive back, doesn't it? It feels like it, but at the same time, and we haven't really talked about it, but maybe you just—I mean, it feels like it needs to be a corner. Let's 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 narrow that down a little bit more. Because, you know, you've got Forbes and you've got Emerson, but then behind him you've got a bunch of unproven guys, right? I mean, Furge, maybe sort of proven, but he is not – he's just not really an SEC caliber. I core. mean, you know who State could use, right? Jerry Jones?
1: Well, him too. Tyler Williams. So Tyler he's Williams, there. he's not coming back. Yeah, just saying they could use him. Yeah, oh,
0: they could. They could. Um, you know –
1: has that that had not been officially nothing official, said anywhere, but, but I mean it, it doesn't feel like it. The,
0: the tea leaves are reading that his career at Mississippi State is over. Um, maybe they're just you know they're just going to roll with what they've got back there though. You know, Janari Dean and 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 well, given Dylan Lawrence and and you know Fred Peters, CJ Moore, yep, you, you got enough safety depth. You just got to find a corner, and I don't know who that 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 person's going to be. Maybe maybe next year, you know The real answer is it should have been Jadarius Perkins. If you had Jadarius Perkins, all of this would have taken care of itself. But and from what I, you know, if you I read twenty four seven just like the rest of you guys, it feels like that his options have sort of dried up. That coaches have said we're not playing this game. You can't play those kind of games when you're Jadarius Perkins. You can play them when you're you know, you know, a few years back. You know, uh, I don't know who's the top player. Who was K- Kayvon Thibodeau last year? When you're the five star number one player in the country, you can do whatever you got to do. And recruiting, you still have a line of suitors. When you're a three-star cornerback, you know, people can find other guys. They can then, find an equivalent. They can find an equivalent, and then, then there's no drama involved. You yeah. know, just want to say for the record, and I, I said it on the show. It's like a kid who commits on Christmas. He's like, I'm going to commit on Christmas Day. That's sketchy. That's sketchy. Like, why are you doing this on Christmas Day? You know? and I said he said it was for his family. No.
1: Well, and and he had changed from that because because you know I talked to him that week and yeah. he was going to do it on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And then he's like, "No, I think I'm going to do it on Christmas Day." Going back to what he had said before he didn't yeah. talked to me, he that he was, was going, going to do it on Christmas. It kept changing; the, the you target could tell. kept changing. There, tell. it was it's weird. It's not a guy.
0: That's not a guy you want.
1: I will say that in my dealings with him, he he was always super polite, and, and yeah, it did not seem like the yeah. type of individual that would be,
0: you know, a headache to deal with. But apparently, apparently, he was. To some coaches, it was. Well, I mean, when you're telling me that. Coaches are having to put together a Zoom call with you on Christmas Day. Imagine your coach, I don't know, just pick one. You know, your coach, Darcel McBath, right? He's the cornerback's coach. And it's Christmas morning, and the kids are, you know, seeing what Santa brought them, and you're putting together toys and turkeys in the oven, and you get a text from Mike Leach, we got to get on a Zoom with this kid. I mean, that's – you're putting somebody on a bad foot right there, right? Yeah. You know? And then you get on there, and you kiss his you-know-what for, for thirty minutes. And he's like, okay, coach. Thanks, and he hangs up, and then he sends out, "Yeah, I'm not doing this today." I mean, I would be like, you know what? I don't need it. I don't need this in my life. <laughs> as opposed to somebody like Calvin Johnson, who you know is decommitting. That's from the the Naval Academy, all right. You talk about commitment. I mean, you're you're making a commit. You're making a commitment there, and he is as articulate and you know and almost contrite. Almost like, I'm sorry I'm doing this. but Well, I mean, it's just a totally
1: different situation. Yeah. And it, you have a kid that just blew up. Yeah. It, wh- I mean, when he committed to Navy, his options were not many. Basically, they, they were Navy. And, and then the kid just blows up, not knowing he's going to get all these options all of a sudden. And it's just a totally different situation. I mean, I, I, I don't... To me, I... I I'm not one that's just like, well, every decommitment is a reason to crucify a kid by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, they just—situations are completely different. I mean, for for some, they like drama. For some, literally—and I think C.J. Johnson was one of those—you just did not realize the amount of interest there was about to be in you. Yeah, I agree. And, and now, all of a sudden, his situation's just changed. But long story short— they really need T.J. Johnson, yeah.
0: and they really need, a, a, as they, you said, a they corner. They could use Jadarius Perkins. And I almost wonder if there's a point, like a a moment where you just like, I'm sorry, and and, and could you get back into the fold? Because I think Perkins is a talented player, and they could use him. They could use But him. is he a guy that you're just going to end up processing a year down the road? I well, mean, maybe, but I if know. you get a year out of him, I mean, you're just sort of doing the best you can. I mean, if you take a transfer, what are you going to get? you know so i don't know i don't know what the situation there is but it looks like MSU is going to finish pretty good you know pretty going to finish in that 25-30 range which is basically where they've been for the past decade so all the hand-wringing of sign, signing day was a big publicity hit but in reality the class didn't you, the only person you lost was MJ Daniels yeah you know because you replaced Pounders with Boone you replaced uh Buckhalter with uh What's his name? Harmon. Harmon. Uh, you know, And more or less, you replace neighbors with a combination of Price and Thomas. So, and all that worked out. Daniels was the loss, but you'll see how it, how it takes us. All right, tomorrow's show, um, we'll preview all Miss. We, we need to talk about that game in depth. I'll probably get an interview, maybe Borky or across one of those two guys. I hate talking to either one of them any more than I absolutely have to, but we'll see what happens there. And uh, maybe a few other things as well. We'll figure it out. Guys, have a great uh, Sunday-Monday, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi Ah. media production.